Welcome to How To Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter. Does your parish have a place where people can ask questions about Jesus and his church without feeling awkward? On the podcast today, I interview my friend, Sarah Kazmarek, about how we can create a space in our churches for people who are searching as we look at five steps for running the Alpha Course. You'll learn what makes this course so unique and how you can run it in your parish. Also on today's episode, you'll hear about a great hack to capturing those moments when God is speaking into your life. And I'll highlight one of the best ways you can help those hit by the hurricane in Houston. Stay right here. Hello and welcome to the How To Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Cotter. And today I'm doing an interview for our episode, How To Alpha. And I'm joined by the wonderful Sarah Kazmarek. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm great. And you, you pronounced my name right. That's hey, a good start. It is a good start to our podcast. Really, really excited about talking about Alpha today. If you haven't heard of Alpha, or even if you have, I really I would love for you to hang on this episode and learn more. It's played a huge role in my life and uh, I'm, I know in Sarah's life as well. And it's just a really amazing thing in our church that's going on right now and that I think people need to know about. And uh, Sarah, if you just want to start and tell us a little bit about yourself, that might be a great way to begin our episode today. Sure, yes. So currently I serve as the Associate Director for Alpha in a Catholic Context. I've been on staff with Alpha for about two years. And prior to that, I worked in a parish in Detroit, Michigan for 11 years as a Director of Youth Ministry and Evangelization. So cool. Love the experience and also just uh, your time in Alpha as well. For those who don't know, it might be just good to start off our show today and just trying to answer the question, what is Alpha? What would you tell people or what do you tell people when they ask you that question? Yeah, I think it's so wise to just start off with just a basic understanding and we'll go deeper as the episode goes on, I'm sure. But um, Alpha is, is honestly just the opportunity for a safe place for people to come and bring their questions and be real and um, honest about where they are in terms of faith, the big questions of life. Uh, and practically, it's, it's just a place um, that people can come, they can have a meal, they can watch a talk, and then they can have discussion. And then there's a retreat component that's a little about halfway uh, through the process um, that really has uh, just a beautiful space for God to do what he wants to do, which is to encounter his children and pour out his love on them. So generally, it's, you know, a course, I guess some people would say, but we really would like to say it's an experience um, hmm. that people can go on together. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great, I love that description. Just a chance that's welcoming, open to people's questions. They can learn about the faith. They have an encounter, maybe a deeper encounter there on that retreat. And uh, like Sarah said, we'll dive more into what Alpha is. But first, I want to hear a little bit more of your story, Sarah. How did you get involved with, with Alpha? So I found out about Alpha probably now gosh, I think it's like 12 years ago, um, where I was really just asking God, like, what, what can I do to get these kids who have come through my programs um, and who've been through catechism perhaps for eight years or went to Catholic schools for eight years and they had been sacramentalized but had never been evangelized. So I was really struggling with 
the fact that I, I needed to take them back to the basics. I needed them to encounter Jesus. Uh, and I thought I'm going to have to create something to get everybody on the same page so we can grow in the rich depth um, opportunities that the Catholic Church offers. Uh, so someone suggested checking out this alpha thing. I went to a, a training that was meant for adults. And then I said, hey, you've got to have something for youth. Hmm. Uh, and they introduced me to Youth Alpha, which at the time was actually giving live talks. And now we have this amazing youth series um, that has just been reworked and re-envisioned. And we'll have a new product coming out in October of this year, which is going to be amazing for, you know, people who are in that like 13 to 17 or 18 year old segment. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but what it did for my um, teens was it gave them this radical encounter with the love of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it did it in a way that was safe and non-threatening, non-pressured. They felt like they could really share what they felt um, about Jesus, the church, um, maybe even some struggles and doubts that they've had. And they've never really had any space in their formation yet to express those. Um, so I was just convicted that this is a, such a necessary piece of the way that we form young people. And then as I moved into doing some evangelization work, I saw it work um, with every age group in our parish where people were radically converted. We had people come back to the church after you know, being away for like 15 years. Um, wow. And then people would come to faith for the first time, you know, had never yep. really been churched or they were, you know, under churched, however you wanted, you want to coin the phrase. But yeah, um, yeah so I just got really passionate about it and um, started to help out and volunteer. And then recently they asked me to come on staff. Well, that's amazing. That's so cool. I just love to hear people's stories, uh, no matter uh, kind of how they happened or it's just so cool to see God's grace work in people's lives and bring them to different points. Um, and I just really see that in your story as well. So love, thanks so much for sharing that. And as we kind of look at the vision for what Alpha is, I want to transition into our five steps there. Our episode is how to Alpha. I'm just trying to figure out, all right, uh, you're starting to learn more about this Alpha. How would I actually do something like this? Or how would I even just start to begin uh, this, this process of, of providing this type of experience for someone in my parish or on my campus, wherever it might be? Um, yeah. And so, do you want to kind of start us off with our first step, which is learn more about what alpha is as people, you know, they hear kind of the basic definition of what it is that, um, you know, it's a course, it's welcoming, has a retreat components. What's kind of the second level for helping people learn what alpha is? Yeah, I would definitely say, and I just want to add this in before we yeah. jump into that first point is, is that um, you don't have to run an alpha course at a church mm. or even like, in a specific place. You can run it in homes, coffee shops, bars, parks. I mean, you name it, yeah. people were running alphas there. So just to kind of broaden the vision as we, yeah. we kind of dive in deeper, that it's not just something we can do at church. Um, it could be something you do with your friends at, at, in your house or in your apartment or wherever you live. Yeah. Um, but definitely the first thing is to go and check it out. Go to alphausa.org. You can look at some of the videos we have and we're really, really proud of the alpha film series. Um, yeah. that was released about a year ago. Uh, we created that specific product um, for with like millennials in mind. We spent like $3 million on this. And we really tried to create something that wasn't just gonna teach truth or speak truth, but was gonna be beautiful. Um, we know that that is such a, an important part of how we are all drawn into relationship, right? Is beauty. Um, yep. And so we, we wanted to create something that was dynamic and beautiful and we created it for um, just that millennial demographic because we know if we can get millennials, we can get everybody else, but they're a, a specific 
um, section of the church that we really have a heart to reach. So um, for sure, check out the Alpha Film series. Take a look at it. See if it's something you can trust. You know, when you're thinking about inviting your friends, um, you want to look and feel and touch and be like, yeah, this is actually something that's cool and beautiful and safe for me to invite friends to or, you know, people who are unchurched or away from church. Um, yeah. So definitely go see what it looks like. See the process. Everything you need to run an alpha course is online. It's downloadable and it's free. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and I just wanted to stop really quickly on, and I would say for our listeners, especially early in the show, if there's anything that you do with alpha, I would say watch the film series. Just pull up an episode and take a look. Uh, I know they're kind of hidden on YouTube, but you can, you can pull them up there. I'm pretty sure alpha film series uh, on the website, as you mentioned, there's at least one episode as well. But yeah. like Sarah said, I mean, $3 million, they film all over the world. Um, I, my job is in curriculum. I've been doing that for about a decade. Uh, it's the best curriculum I've ever seen. Um, and I've seen a lot of different types of curriculum, uh, both Catholic, uh, non-Catholic. It is incredible. Um, and one detail you didn't mention, I don't know if it's public, but I think uh, part of the producers for the X-Men also worked on it. So, I mean, the standard of quality yeah. for it is just world-class. Um, there's no other way to put it. And it's just a, a something that if you just want to see how to communicate the faith in a way that's very dynamic, and like you said, can reach today's audience, um, the film series is, is a game changer just to understand, just to, even if you don't care about alpha, just to learn what it looks like to communicate the faith. Um, I think it's worth just watching it for that. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you saying that. That's, yep. a, that's high praise coming from someone like you, Kevin. Oh, well, yep. No problem. That's true. Good. So yeah, get a chance to, to, you know, understand the film series, which I think, yeah, we'll dive into what this is. Anything else with just learning about what alpha is that would be helpful as people are trying to explore this option? Yeah, we have a YouTube channel um, that if people want to check that out, it's, I think it's like alpha Catholic. If you Google alpha Catholic YouTube, it'll come up. So in addition to some of, um, you know, some of the pr promos of the products, you can also hear some people's stories. And I always mm -hmm. think that's really encouraging just as you're, thinking about trying something new just to hear um, other people's stories more than just mine and Kevin's, but you'll see stories of lives changed. You'll see stories from all over the country, all over the world, really. I mean, yeah. Alpha was started out of London and it's really something that's like a global um, organization. So we're in like 151 countries, 19 languages. So if you're a Spanish speaking population or a community, um, we have products for you in Spanish. Like we really try very hard to make it accessible for everybody. So definitely check out the YouTube channel as well. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, you mentioned Catholic and that might be something that people try to understand is alpha, something that's Catholic. You mentioned Catholic context. It was started yeah. in London. That's usually when I talk about alpha, one of people's first question is, is this Catholic? And can I use this in the Catholic church? Is it appropriate? You know, just kind of uh, I don't know the best like orthodoxy antennas like yeah. come up and they're, you know, sure. asking questions, which are really good questions. But how do you normally respond uh, to that and help us understand uh, kind of where alpha comes from? Yeah, I'm super glad you brought that up because I think it is an important thing to just talk about. So one of the things we'd like to say is alpha knows what alpha is like. So we know that alpha means beginning. The word itself means beginning. And mm. we know that that's where we belong, that that's what God has called us to. So we're like the front door of the church. And what you really get in Alpha is the basic proclamation of the gospel or the kerygma. And yep. so we would say like, there's nothing more Catholic than the kerygma, <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But two, we're also really conscious of the fact that yes, it would be considered a, a non-denominational product. 
meaning it can be used in any denomination. It's one alpha used in many different contexts. But we have a Catholic board um, with some pretty reputable theologians. We have like Jeff Cavins on our board. We have Dr. Mary Healy from the Biblical Pontifical Council. And we're really conscious of making sure to run through all the content we provide um, through their lens, through their eyes, their discernment, um, just to make sure we're not doing anything that would be theologically incorrect with the church. Um, yep. And so that was very important to us as well. And the creators of the product, uh, Nikki Gumbel and Elsa in uh, London, are very, very sensitive to it. So we really appreciate that. Um, but just generally knowing that like, we first have to allow people a place for them mm -hmm. to encounter Jesus Christ and have a relationship with him before they can fall in love with his church. Um, so we don't want to necessarily leave with the church. We want to leave with Jesus. So we know that when they fall in love with him, they're going to fall in love with his church. So we know that alpha is beginning, but there, of course, has to be a beta. We cannot yep. do everything in 10 to 12 weeks. Um, so we know that churches need to find a way or people, groups need to find a way then to help people come not just into that relationship with Jesus, but then to uh, introduce them to the beauty and the rich tradition we have in our Catholic faith. So we're not trying to be everything. We know we can't be everything, but we do know that we can be that front door, that safe landing place for people to encounter the love of Jesus Christ. And then, like I said, um, the, the hope is with his church as well. Yeah. I love to echo everything you're saying. I mean, I think um, I've been blown away. Uh, like you mentioned, Nikki Gumbel comes out of an Anglican tradition, um, mm -hmm. but just is so uh, willing to, tr he loves Catholics and just trying to figure out how can we make this appeal to Catholics more? How can we make sure there's nothing offensive in the videos for Catholics? Um, I, I know during, during the actual uh, film series, you see uh, Father Renario Cantalon Mesa, who's the preacher of the papal household in it. You see various monks. Uh, Pope Francis is quoted. They have one of the best presentations on Maximilian Kolbe I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and so there's a lot yeah. of Catholicism in it. And there's yeah. even an episode of what is church, which you can conform uh, to the Catholic church and present the church within the context uh, of Alpha as well. So I think all those things are huge. I always like to name drop Father Mike Schmitz in there as well. He uses Alpha on his campus uh, and just loves what Alpha is doing and has been really uh, helpful in helping uh, focus start alpha as well on, on various campuses so um yeah we've uh, got some really yeah. i think we just really got some great friends at alpha who yeah. we would consider kind of heavy headers in the church and are making some ground and moving parishes from maintenance to mission you know father james Mallon, like yeah. alpha is is there is their front door and it's a, a huge piece of their game plan and father john ricardo at our lady of good counsel in plymouth that's been a huge tool for them to help start really um seeing some culture shift in their parish as well. And of course, Father Mike Schmitz is amazing. So we're just so grateful to have these wonderful holy men of God um, have this resource bless their churches. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I, at times I've heard people say, there's nothing Alpha says wrong. It might leave certain things out. Like you said, there's a need for a beta. There's a need for a sure. fall. There's always need for more. But I think in the church so often we we have like this pile, this is what Jeff Gavin calls like a pile of Catholicism. Like we have so much stuff and there's, there's always a need to get that to people, but we have to start with that first step, which is, yeah. this is who Jesus is. This is the salvation he's offering you. This is what a relationship with him looks like. And honestly, as, as a Catholic, I don't think we often have that in our church. So yeah, really, really important to have that and uh, a huge step. So that's, that's our first step here as we look at how to Alpha is learning more about Alpha. So, all right, as we learn more, go into the, the website, watch the film series, 
Sarah, what would be a next step as someone's considering running alpha or just learning more about it? Um, yeah, I think the second thing we would say is pray. You yeah. definitely want to pray before um, even thinking about launching or running uh, an alpha. Uh, we heard it said once by this guy named Garrett Jones, who's this great pastor out in California. He said, alpha is designed to fail if it's not completely dependent upon the power of the Holy Spirit and, and God moving in people's lives, yeah. uh, which I really love. Like it's this incredible dependence that we know we need um, for God to do all of the heavy lifting for us on an alpha. All we do is um, really just respond to the grace and, you know, reach out to people uh, with love and invitation and God really does the work. So we know that if he's doing the work, we really want him to build the house. Otherwise we're laboring in vain. So, I would really say pray about doing an alpha. You'll, you will see as you dive more into the alpha kind of culture and our values that prayer is woven into the fabric of everything we do with alpha. So pray about it. Pray. Should I be running an alpha? Have some friends join you. Like maybe even start an intercessory prayer team, like for yeah. alpha starting at your church. Um, and really pray about, and this is, you know, kind of my own personal, um, I don't know, lean, but pray about having a heart for the lost, mm. like really have the Lord speak to you about his heart for his lost children, his sheep that he is like giving everything for uh, and desperate to reach. And he needs our help, you know, to do that. And so I think when we set out to do an alpha, we of course want to um, hit those people who've been maybe in the pews and they're not really sure they're, why they're in the pews every Sunday. Um, that's definitely a piece of it, but we also want to have an opportunity to take the church outside the four walls and really reach those, um, those people who are in desperate need of the love and mercy of God. Like Pope Francis talks about being that field hospital and alpha can be this beautiful resource to help you reach outside the door. So that takes courage and that takes, um, I think just the confidence and boldness that comes from prayer. And knowing that you are on the path that God has for you and your parish or your friends or your, your campus or whatever context you're in. Um, and so I think prayer is such an important step when we start to think about doing Alpha. Yeah, I, I love this. I think this is really part of the charisma of Alpha is just that reliance on God first and foremost. And um, yeah, just wanted to reemphasize, yeah, that desire for the loss. I think as Catholics, we don't always initially have that desire and we have to get it, get used to having it. Um, but I think a lot of times we're limited because we're like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what next step to take. And alpha is just an easy way to say, this is, this is one way that concretely you can move that forward. So um, I just love yeah. that. Absolutely. Cool. So we've been through two steps so far. Learn, step one, learning more about alpha. Step two, praying about it, really asking the Lord, will you move? Will you change my heart? Will you help me uh, do that. Sir, what's it with our third step today for our how-to alpha? I would say the third step is the fun part. Find some friends mm. and kind of cast the vision. Share a little bit about what you've experienced, what you're seeing, maybe what you're hearing from God while you're praying. Maybe ask them to pray um, about whether this is something they're excited about doing. And like I said, maybe that's at the church. You know, maybe that's, you know, starting to speak to your pastor, your associate pastor, pastoral minister, whomever um, you might be able to reach out to. Um, but also maybe it's just your friends doing it. Like I said, at a restaurant, a coffee shop, um, somewhere else. But I really would love to just highlight this idea of just casting vision mm. and really bringing people into the story. So give them a taste of what alpha is, show them an episode, have them over for dinner, kind of model maybe what alpha could potentially look like 
and ask them if they want to join you in helping you reach the lost. I think sometimes when we think about doing another, you know, quote unquote program or project or initiative at church or even outside the church, um, you know, we're thinking about, we need numbers. We need this many volunteers. Mm. We need to do this. We need to do this. And so we kind of just put things in the bulletin or we maybe ask a handful of people or father asks for people from the pulpit. Um, and it's like, you know, we need these people to make this happen. And, and, you know, that's just not very exciting in my mind way to be brought into a story, right? Yep. I want to know yep. what's the vision? What do we hope for? Uh, what's the dream for this? And if I can get on board with that, then that's usually where you're going to get my yes, how you're going to get my yes. So really be creative and think through, you know, it's not just about going to the usual suspects, maybe finding some new folks who might have a heart and a passion for reaching the lost or those mm -hmm. that maybe are a little bit away and cast some vision, get together, have a few beers, have something to eat, you know, whatever it is you guys do yeah. uh, in your context, watch a video and talk about how this could potentially change a city. It could change a campus. It could change a church. Um, yeah. So that would be probably my next step that I would offer. I love that. Just that person to person mentality, uh, not looking towards someone just came to my door. I don't know if everyone could hear that doorbell. Um, <laughs> You having that person-to-person -person mentality, I think both in building the team and inviting people to it, it's a very organic yeah. experience. And I think Alpha really will succeed or fail on that. Again, if we just do what we've always done, always done, and it's just about announcements and uh, bulletin, um, in, you know, ads, I, that's not going to get it done. You need people who are passionate about yeah. this who are going to go out and passionately invite other people into that. And um, that just creates such a different atmosphere. Uh, in our churches and um, really builds, I think, Alpha in a really unique way. So that's, that's fantastic. So those were our first three steps. And as we always do here on our How To Catholic Podcast, we're going to take a little bit of time out to our hack and our highlight. And this week's hack is a mass journal. And this has been a hack that uh, Matthew Kelly has shared often, probably for over a decade. I can still hear his Australian voice of, you need a mass journal. Um, always recommending we have a journal. And I think um, I'm, I'm convicted more and more of the need of a journal, needed of something in our life to write something down. And it sounds really simplistic, but I think the vision is this, is that if God is speaking to us, whether it's at mass or in prayer, why wouldn't we want to write those things down? Like if we believe that God is really interacting with us, that he's real and can speak to us in our lives, where we're at now and actually change them, right? That God's not just some guy off in the sky, but no, he's real and he's personal and he's actually changing my life. Why wouldn't we want to write those things down? So one, that we would remember them and two, that we could look back on them as we go throughout our life and see how God has shaped our life. I think it's such a great uh, kind of personal salvation history to do. So uh, I'm telling you this as I'm telling myself this as well, but to have a journal, to take that to times where we encounter God like mass and prayer, I think is, is a game changer. So just regularly recommend that. Our second, uh, piece here is our highlight. And this week, really love to highlight Adore Ministries. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast is well aware of the hurricane and, and all of the storms that they've had in the South, and particularly in Houston, that's been hit really hard. I love Adore Ministries. I loved them before uh, this hurricane. Uh, they uh, do an amazing job of helping people encounter Jesus Christ, to walk with them in discipleship, and then to really have this mission and a heart and a preference for the poor. And so they're there, they're on the ground, they're already working in these communities, many communities that are very impoverished within the Houston area that 
obviously you're going to be affected. The poor are always affected by any disaster more than anyone else, of course. And they're there right on the ground to help. And there's a lot of different ways we can help Houston. But I just think, what a better way to support a Catholic ministry who's really in the thick of it, who's working, has that relationship with people, that person-to-person relationship that knows how to help exactly where they need help. And um, so just really, uh, I know I went to adoreministries.com this week, and uh, I know Lisa and I are considering, boy, what can we do for Houston and how can we do that through Adore Ministries and just really recommend that to you as well. So there was our hack. There was our highlight. And uh, just a reminder today, again, we're talking about how to alpha. We've talked about our first three steps. Uh, The first one is to learn about what alpha is. Second one is just to pray, you know, Lord, to change my heart to reach the loss. And the third is to find some friends to begin to gather a community of people who want to do this. You can't do it by yourself. You're going to need some people with you as well. And we've got two more steps. These will be a bit quicker than our first three. But Sarah, what's our, our fourth step here for how to alpha? Yeah, this is probably the easiest, but really, really important, which is just training. So one of the things we talk about is like, you've gathered a group of friends, you're like, okay, now how do we do this? And again, everything that you'll need to run an alpha is online and downloadable and free. So we have training videos, but it's really, really important that you train because the way in which, you know, people might normally refer to as a small group facilitator, the way we train our guests and I mean, our hosts and helpers to to really um, host our guests on an evening is really, really different. Um, so it's very important that everybody gets that recipe and understands the DNA of alpha before you launch into running an alpha. Yep. Um, we need people honestly to just love and listen. And mm-hmm. that sounds really simple because it is, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes when we know truth and we want everybody to know the truth. And so we want to tell people truth, but we just tell people truth it doesn't really become theirs in the same way as if we allow them to discuss it really wrestle with god on certain things and then it really becomes theirs um so we need our our, the folks who are going to be on our alpha courses trained and really um committed to the way that in which we run alpha because it's a proven process so we say run it um and do it just the way you're supposed to so train 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 we can't say it enough and every time you do an alpha you should train doesn't matter Yeah, absolutely. I think this is essential. Again, alpha is not what we normally have in the church. And because of that, it's really cultural shifting and shaping. And we need to make sure, all right, we're doing something different here. It's not uh, business as usual. And because of that, we need to act different. We need to do things different. It's not uh, crazy. It's actually very simple, but we need to recognize that we're going to try to do something different because we want a different result. We don't want business as usual. We don't want the same thing happening in our parishes, uh, some which are good, but I think all of that could be better, particularly when it comes to seeing people, the lost people who have left our churches, or even people who have never experienced God before in their lives. Uh, I think pretty much any parish in the United States can, can use help here. And so we just want to think differently, and that training is huge. So that was our, our fourth step. So what about our fifth step? The last one, which I think is the easiest, is to invite people. Mm. Um, it sounds like a simple, obvious step, Um, But it's something we really want to point out. Like you mentioned before, Kevin, it's that person-to-person invitation. And also the idea of, you know, just think through. If you were completely away from church or you'd never been to church, um, if somebody just invited you to something, it's a lot harder to show up than if they said, hey, would you come to this and I'll go with you? Particularly, even if it's just for the first few weeks, but like walking alongside somebody 
and not just saying, hey, you should go to this thing. Um, it does take a little bit more of a commitment on our part, um, but it is the most effective way to get people over that fear, that initial um, you know, anxiety they might have about going. Um, one of my friends even says, make sure to just pick them up because mm. they might change their mind or the enemy might be working on them saying like, you don't want to do this, you're yeah. too tired or whatever it is. But if they know they're getting picked up, they'll probably go. Yep. Um, so pick them up, take them, bring them, uh, or just after work say, Hey, I'm going to this thing. Do you want to come with me? It's a free dinner, you know, whatever you have to do, but make sure those invitations are person to person and that we commit to walk alongside somebody, um, as they begin to explore the big questions of life and perhaps relationship with Jesus. So, you know, of course, um, bulletin announcements are great. Pulpit announcements are great. All of those things are great, but nothing is as effective is that personal invitation, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, one person saying to you, another person, I care about you enough that I want to invite you to something that I think is going to be amazing and change your life. And so much so that I'm willing to go with you. Yeah. Yeah. We all, I mean, I think we all know people in our lives, family or friends who have left the church, people who need to know God, but don't know him. And I think at times we wonder how, what, what can I do? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Um, and there are people uh, uh, all like, uh, like this all over the country, and it's uh, our chance to really step up and to be those hands and feet, to answer that call, to be evangelists and to invite other people. And it might not be all of our family and friends because they might live all across the country, but we're inviting somebody else's family and friends. Mm -hmm. Somebody else has been praying for these people over and over and saying, my daughter's away from the church. I wish someone would reach out to her. That has to happen. It doesn't, God doesn't just use magic. He uses people in real situations to make invitations through relationships where they can trust that person, they can trust what's going on, and they can actually, maybe for the first time, actually listen to the gospel message. And it's, it's just really, really powerful. And I, I want to close our show just by sharing some of my own experience. We've gone over these five crucial steps to learn more about Alpha, to pray about wanting to do Alpha, uh, to gather leaders, to train them, and then to invite others into Alpha uh, as participants. But uh, for the last year, we've run Alpha at my parish, and I've been longing to run Alpha uh, for about, boy, six, seven years, and finally was able to do it this last year, and I was just um, blown away. We did not start big. We probably had 15 participants. On average, maybe we had 10 or 12 come each night, but we had just amazing fruit because they could see how much that we poured into the event. We could see that um, we really cared about them, that we witnessed to our, our, our lives, and um, just, just saw really cool conversions. Nothing that would, would like, you know, put on headline news or anything. Um, but people come to faith who had never uh, been Christians before, people who were very lukewarm in their faith, all of a sudden turn around and want to lead Alpha that next semester and bring other people to faith. So um, I've just really loved uh, being able to do Alpha, and it's been a, uh, a huge blessing in my life this last year. So um, definitely, definitely experience it firsthand, and it, it works if it's done right. And uh, Sarah, as we kind of close down the show here, any last words or thoughts about Alpha for us? No, I mean, I just, I hope and pray uh, that we can continue to be a blessing to the church. Hmm. Uh, Alpha exists to equip and empower the church. We believe so powerfully uh, in, in the church, the local church, and we really want the church to feel confident uh, to step forward in the boldness of the authority of Jesus Christ to reach every person in their parish, not the four walls, hmm. but those like 
geographical boundaries yeah. that are mm -hmm. assigned to each church. And we're here to serve you. Uh, we want to pray with you. We want to love you. We want to do all the things that we do on Alpha. Um, so if there are any ways in which um, we can help you move forward as you begin to explore Alpha, please feel free to reach out to us, alphausa.org. Our contact information is on there. Um, we would love to get to know you better. That's right. And also, if you're on Instagram, Alpha USA Instagram channel is, uh, would be a fantastic place to go. And as we close on the show, just want to give our how-to challenge. And the challenge for you is to ask this question, what does your church do for outreach, for those who are lost, for those who are not coming to church, and how can you help? Maybe it's not Alpha, but could you ask your pastor, DRE, just that question, what do we do to reach the lost? And if you do something, how can you help with it? And if not, how can you start something? And should that something be Alpha? I really want to challenge you. All Christians are called to evangelize. It's not just something we say. It's not just fluffy words. We have to actually commit time to it. We have to say we're going to practically do something. We're going to make this attempt. We're going to invite people to hear the gospel. And Alpha is a great way to do that. Um, but just to ask those questions to your, your dear, your parish uh, pastor. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Really enjoyed hearing more about Alpha. And uh, I hope you just have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Kevin. No problem. And as we always close the show, be saints. It's worth it. God bless.